I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I'm coaching Chrissy, who called because she's having a lot of trouble getting a restful night's sleep, which is pretty much derailing most of her other pretty awesome health style habits. But her sleep problems are very serious. She has disturbing nightmares that make her not want to sleep. And also, even when she does sleep and isn't having nightmares, it's hard for her to stay asleep, fall asleep. And generally, she's a light sleeper and so very, very often does not get a restful night's sleep or a sound night's sleep. This is critical because sleep is one of those things that prevents you from doing any other, like if it's not right, it prevents you from doing all the other parts of your health, health style. Sure, every once in a while you can force yourself through and make yourself go to the gym or make yourself cook dinner, whatever else is necessary to keep you healthy, but it's going to be so much harder and you're going to be failing and not succeeding at maintaining your habits way more often. And that is really frustrating and nobody should be working from that place. So this is a really interesting episode if you have difficulty prioritizing the things that you know are necessary to keep you on track. Sleep is one. Hunger is another one that comes up a lot and is probably a little more common, but a lot of people neglect sleep. And I, I don't actually have an answer for Chrissy. Her her problem is really difficult. I'm like, I don't know the answer to nightmare solutions, but I we do talk about a bunch of sleep hygiene and other habits that I, cause I, this is something I've struggled with myself. So I talk about my experiences, what has worked for me. Uh, she shares some of the things that she's tried and we, we brainstorm on that quite a bit. Um, but really this is about prioritizing the very fundamentals of your health style that make it even possible for you to do the other things like eating well and exercise that ultimately lead to your happiness your well-being and your success. So critical episode. And if you specifically have sleep problems, this one you'll probably learn a lot. So this is Chrissy and enjoy. Hi, Chrissy. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Daria. How can I help you today? I have an issue with, um, I have a lot of trouble sleeping. And I've always been kind of a bad sleeper, which I feel like kind of makes me sound like a kid. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I have trouble sort of getting to sleep and staying to sleep. And then if I do stay asleep, then I often will get like really vivid nightmares. Um, so then I don't get restful sleep. And it's basically like it makes it really hard to have good, healthy, solid choices, life choices that I make during the day. If I'm super exhausted, um, it basically makes this cycle where I have several nights in a row where I get almost no sleep and then I'll get so exhausted that then I like have a couple of nights of good sleep and then it starts all over again. Oh my gosh. What a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. That literally. <laughs> awful. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Um, so like basically the big issue that I've found is when I'm super, super exhausted after several nights of not sleeping well, then I tend to want to just eat really high fat, high sugar sort of 
comfort foods um, and just sit around and veg, basically, watch TV or whatever. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I think I like I think it's my body trying to like make this artificial sort of sleep place, you know? Yeah, and energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously it doesn't make me feel good and I end up feeling kind of worse and like physically. And then also the next day I'll feel really bad about, oh man, you know, I just made all these bad choices because I was so exhausted and and, like, why can't I get it together? And why can't I just like do what I know is going to make me feel good? Um, so it's kind of an unfortunate cycle of just like exhaustion and beating myself up about it. Um, so that's the big issue that I'm working on. Yeah, that sounds awful. So this is not your fault. (laughs) (laughs) Um, now I mean like, you know, like we, we can talk about the, the sleep stuff, but like nobody's going to make good decisions in your situation. Right. Which is kind of what I'm wondering about, like, how can I get to a place where my sort of default decisions are going to be good and healthy, even when I'm super exhausted? That's really hard. Yeah, that's really hard. Uh, you, you like the because I mean, when it comes down to it, the decision making machinery of your brain needs to function. Yeah. And if it's not getting the fuel or the rest that it needs, you're not going to be able to make decisions that are, you know, at all good. Like that any like rational version of you that's in well-rested and well-fed is, go- is going to make. Right. So what's up with your sleep? Um, You know, I'm not sure. Um, it's sort of always been like this. Um, I, I get a lot of anxiety I'm definitely a morning person. So like I do really well in the morning and then like as the evening progresses, I don't know if it's this like sense of feeling like I'm running out of time to get things done or whatever it is, like anxiety starts to sort of ramp up. Um, and so I think that contributes to lack of sleep and then, uh, just like any amount of noise that I hear while sleeping will wake me up. Um, so I've tried sleeping with like white noise, like a fan, um, or something like that. And sometimes that works, but oddly enough, like the, the thing that the, the period of time in my life where I slept the best was when I was like living alone in this like tiny little apartment. <laughs> and, uh, it was just like me and my dog and my cat. Um, and anytime I've had like roommates or other people living with me, it seems like, that's sort of like, I don't sleep as well during those times. And I recently just got married. So like, (laughs) it's a big life change. Um, (laughs) So you won't be sleeping alone anytime soon. Uh, Right. (laughs) So I need to like figure it out. Um, So part of like trying to come up with new healthy habits, um, I basically right now I've decided that I need to just focus on learning how to sleep well. Uh, which is that really is complicated. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that is a hundred percent the right answer. Okay. Like, if you're not sleeping well, like s- making dinner, pff, like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I mean, you just have no chance. Yeah. So this is like primary, primary self care is rest. Okay. So what have you tried? Um. Well, I like I said, I've tried sleeping with 
white noise or like a fan or something um, to sort of black out any other noises that are going to pop up and wake me up. Um, which like that has worked on occasion, but it doesn't work consistently. Um, I've tried taking melatonin, which unfortunately hasn't been super effective. Um, I'm hesitant to try like actual sleeping pills just because I, I get nervous about taking medications of any kind, um, Sure, especially something that's going to like affect how I feel in the waking hours as well. Um, which I've heard side effects are sometimes do that. I've tried coming up with like a bedtime routine that like starts with sort of a meditation and then goes into like stretching and then like reading, um, which like, that's not a bad way to go, but it doesn't seem to like really help with sleeping, at least not enough to make it worthwhile to continue trying it. Um, so those are, I mean, I think that's mostly what I've tried. Okay. And usually what time are you going to bed? So I try to go to bed between nine and 10, I guess. And depending on the night, like either I can fall asleep or I can't. So it might end up being closer to like 11 or 12 by the time I actually get to sleep. Okay. And what time do you have to get up? I try to get up no later than six. There was a period of time where I was getting up really early, like before five, um, where I was like, that's when I was trying to do like a new morning routine with, um, I was trying to do meditation as well as mindful eating and, you know, fitting all these things in, um, which was awesome. I loved the routine, but I just was not getting enough sleep. So that's, uh, that kind of backfired. Okay. Awesome. So you've tried some things and so is it that you're, you have trouble falling asleep or that you wake up in the middle of the night? Both. Uh, like it depends on the night. Sometimes I have no trouble falling asleep right away, but then I wake up 20 minutes later. Um, sometimes I can't get to sleep for hours. Do you th- and you think this is related to anxiety in some way? I think so. I think on some level, um, I think also part of it is I don't like to sleep because um, some <laughs> I randomly will have really vivid nightmares. Um, mm. And so like if I'm going through a period of time where I do get to sleep and I stay asleep, a lot of times it's just disturbed in other ways. Ah, that's a, that's a, that's a bummer. Yeah, it really is. Like, I think if I could be confident that I was going to sleep soundly, it might be easier to just get to sleep. Sure. Have you ever looked into that? Like lucid dreaming or anything like that? <laughs> um, I, I have sort of like I've done sort of talk therapy about it and most of the suggestions that I've gotten have been come up with a relaxing bedtime routine or um, I've also been told that taking antidepressants can really help with um, just like taking care of bad dreams, hmm. uh, which I wasn't aware of, but apparently that's a thing. And hmm. uh, But I haven't tried that because as I said before, like I'm sort of hesitant to try taking things. Sure. And what is, do you, how do you drink caffeine? I do. Um, usually only in the morning though. I, tr- I try not to drink caffeine too late in the afternoon, but uh, to be fair, I don't monitor it very closely. <laughs> so that might be okay. part of it. Do you have a, like 
one cup of coffee or what what are you having? Anywhere from like one to three cups. Okay. And is it strong coffee? Um, I think it's pretty standard, but maybe I just drink <laughs> maybe I just drink strong coffee. I don't drink like straight espresso typically. So Espresso is actually not that strong. It's the, I mean, I drink really strong coffee. It's like, you know, pour over blue bottle or something like artisan. I love coffee. But if I have more than one cup of coffee, I'm up. I like, I I cannot sleep well at all. Even in the morning? If I have more than one cup. Oh, wow. Okay. Any time of day. If I have, and if I, if that one cup happens after like 2 p.m., I'm definitely waking up in the middle of the night. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. And I don't know why that is. Like, I, I actually have a very similar history to you. I, I don't have the nightmares, but I have, since I was a little baby, like, did not sleep. Like, I used to fake naps in preschool. Like, who does that? Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not tired. Everyone else is sleeping. Like, I'm just going to, like, lay here with my eyes closed, even though I'm awake. And my parents actually bought me a television when I was, like, seven or something like that because, because I would wake up so early. And they were like, just leave us alone. It's Saturday. <laughs> Just watch cartoons. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, you know, I definitely think like I have a predisposition to not being particularly restful. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I don't need a ton of sleep to feel, to feel okay, but it could, like it did on occasion, especially in stressful times in my life or, you know, when things are hard at school or in relationships or whatever, I would find myself not getting good sleep many nights in a row and becoming very, very tired. And then like, it's like this horrible cycle because then you actually have to drink more caffeine and then you sleep worse. And it was sort of a yeah bad situation. I feel like the cycle I get into definitely, I I imagine it does not contribute to sleeping well because then I'm eating foods that are really high in sugar and fats and then like drinking cocktails to like you know, as like a relaxation thing. And I imagine that doesn't help. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually, that's a great point. So just like, I'll just like run through the sleep things that I found that work for me. Like some of it's common advice and some of it's not so common advice. And, um, and then we can talk a little bit more about what you're doing. So just, so again, like, so like, and I didn't used to be sensitive to caffeine, but in my old age, (laughs) I've become, (laughs) more and more sensitive to it. So yeah, one cup of coffee max. And if I drink tea, I sleep even better. It definitely cannot be past noon or it's like the end of the world. Um, (laughs) Eating the closer I eat to bedtime definitely affects my sleep. So like going to bed, actually even almost slightly hungry, even though it like part of like for a while, it was almost like triggering like dieting memories. <laughs> um, oh, but wow. it actually, I find that it actually like I've gotten over that because it's, I sleep so much better if I eat early. Okay. So that's, that's one thing that's worked for me, but I think probably, so the caffeine's is obviously a really big one. And what happens for me is I can fall asleep, but I wake up in the middle of the night with caffeine. So falling asleep isn't an issue. It's the waking up. I gotcha. Okay. And then I just stay there. Alcohol is the worst. Yeah. And especially for me, I don't know why, but especially red wine. Oh, interesting. I find that red wine, because it makes me hot, I feel like. I don't know. But if I have more than like a glass and a half of red wine, I usually wake up like parched, really thirsty, really hot. And that's like not even very much wine. Like that's like a dinner, you know? Yeah, okay. 
So that is a big factor for me, you know, and if I eat a heavy enough meal, like I can like, probably get through it, but just, it's something I cannot turn into a habit because sure. ha- it's definitely something that I notice. So that's a big one. And then, and then the biggest one most recently that I've discovered is not meditating. So what I mean by that is I, I have, I, I 100% know that when I get stuck and not able to sleep, it's because my mind is very active and I'm thinking through problems and I'm, and it's not even like dramatic. It's just like, I'm just like thinking about stuff and I can't stop. Sometimes I just have a song stuck in my head and I can't turn it off. And, um, I have found that meditation for me has been the basically training that my brain needs to disconnect from my thoughts and just like ignore them. And if I can do that, then I can relax enough to go back to sleep. And, you know, it's really funny. Like, I know that rationally and I, I actually have the practice now. So I'm, I'm pretty good at mindful behaviors sort of in my daily life. But if I literally just skip a 20 minute meditation more than three days in a row, I don't sleep as well. Interesting. Okay. So, and and I think it's, it is just the practice during the day. I don't know, something about enabling my body and my mind to just let go, you know, because it wants to cling to the thoughts because thoughts are so interesting. Yeah, like giving yourself permission to not think about it, basically, when you're going to bed. Not just permission, but like practice because it's hard. Like even when, whether you want to or not, like it's hard to not think about the things. Yeah. All the things. So yeah. So for me at this point, my routine is I try to meditate. I try not to skip more than three days in a row of meditation. Ideally, not more than two. I, I'm careful with my coffee and tea and caffeine. I, If I'm feeling stressed, I will take a bath sometimes at night. Okay. I find that that is, is very helpful. And uh, and yeah, and like the, and the other sleep hygiene stuff, like, you know, like that is the normal stuff. Like my room needs to be dark. I'm not so sensitive to sound, but if I were, I'd, you know, the white noise machine has helped me a little bit as well. And yeah, and, and yeah, and just being very aware. Oh, and I read fiction before bed. I found that if I read nonfiction, that my brain gets too active. So fiction, like fiction, I don't watch TV. Oh, 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 that's another one. Screens after 9 p.m. I don't do that because that keeps me up as well. Gotcha. Okay. Blue light. You know about that? Oh, yes. I'm very aware of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's sort of like the the basic rundown of helpful things that I've actually found really practically helpful. Yeah. So how, how many of those ring a bell? Most of them. Like I try to read. I haven't tried reading specifically fiction before bed. Um, I do try to be careful about like at least having a certain amount of time between watching screens and going to sleep. I think the biggest thing probably for me is the meditation. Like I've just recently started trying to learn how to meditate. So it's, it's in that beginning phase where Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of times I'll meditate for 15 minutes or so and then like get really aggravated about an hour later. Like it doesn't, it it seems like it has the opposite effect for me than most people. Like Hmm. I don't feel better. I feel like, like, agitation. And, um, I've, someone told me that maybe you should try like just meditating for a few minutes longer because maybe those things would come up during meditation. Um, so I've basically been meaning to try that, but 
I've been in one of these phases where I'm not sleeping well, so I'm not getting up early enough to like get in a meditation before yeah. I go to work. So that would probably be something that's like really worthwhile for me to try to get in, get into my schedule is just like meditating for at least 20 minutes. Sure. Yeah. Oh, as, uh, as far as that goes, I found that the earlier in the day definitely helps oh, that, okay. with that for me. Like I, I will meditate in the evening if that's how it works out. But I've noticed that my entire, first of all, it's harder to, for me to meditate at night. I feel like if I've already gone through a whole day of like email and Facebook and text and like my whole situation, <laughs> my whole digital situation, yeah. then by the time it's evening, it's it's like extra hard to stay calm. Whereas if I do it first thing in the morning, those things don't have a, as big of an impact on me. Okay. Uh, and also it's just like when your brain's tired, it's harder to do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely found that um, in the evenings, it's harder for me to meditate for sure. Morning seems to be the best time for me, which is why I try, <laughs> I try to fit it in before work. But then if I oversleep, then, then it doesn't work. Okay. So yeah, that's, I mean, I think I'm probably maybe even cutting back on caffeine. I don't feel like I drink a lot of caffeine, but I guess I don't really keep track either. So that might be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That That's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Also, there's, there's some really cool devices these days. Like, I don't know if you've heard of the Aura Ring, O-U-R-A. No, I haven't. It is not cheap, Okay, <laughs> but it is a... It, a ring that is a because it's like got such close contact to your skin because it's a ring and not a bracelet or some other device it is really accurate heart rate detection so it's actually so accurate it can detect heart rate variability almost as well as an ekg which is crazy wow and because of that it actually is an amazing sleep tracker like it tells you light sleep rem sleep deep sleep you know when you wake up it like gives you all that and it's one of those things where it's like you can run tests and see how it impacts different parts of your sleep. Because maybe, for instance, only your deep sleep is not going well or only your REM sleep is not going well. And you can specifically target activities that impact that form of sleep that might help you. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's I, I have a Fitbit that like, um, not to buzz market, but um, I, <laughs> I love Fitbit. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, so yeah, it tracks the different stages of sleep. But um, I don't know if it's that that in depth as as the aura ring. Yeah, it's not as good. And you know, I, I, I haven't ever recommended this on the on summer tomato or the blog or anything, because it is expensive, but for somebody with a specific problem like yours, it might be worth the investment because you get such good data. Sure. Okay. Oh, and the other thing we talk, haven't talked about is exercise. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I try to exercise every day, basically. Um, I do. I try to do like a combination of things. Um, like I rock climb and I do um, bar classes and then I mm -hmm. do some jogging. And, and then I also try to like make sure that I'm walking a lot. Like I try to get the 10,000 steps in. Like I do really well w when I'm like sleeping. <laughs> and then if I, if I have a few nights where I'm not sleeping well, then I'll kind of go on this downward spiral of like I'm too tired to exercise today and then I don't sleep well again. And then I'm too tired to exercise again the next day. So it's, it's almost like a couple weeks on and then a week off sort of thing. Got it. Well, those are great. Those are great habits. It is one of those things where 
at least in my experience, and I mean, this is up for debate. I haven't actually read data on this, but it, you know, it might be one of those things where for me, like sometimes it's just, even if I'm really tired, if it's like a stress related build up tired type of feeling, then it is actually worth it to sort of force myself to do something. Maybe not necessarily my full workout, but like at least go for a walk or, okay, you know, do something light just to get the, my body like believing that it exercised. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Cause I, I think like probably if I could get myself to that place where I just like made myself do some sort of exercise, then I would maybe get exhausted enough to to sleep well that night and then sort of break the cycle. Um, Yeah, that might be worth it. Like it might be worth coming up with ways to do that just because like this needs to be your number one priority. Okay. Because there's just like, like I said, like nothing else is going to work well for you until you're sleeping and you figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. I've sort of begrudgingly come to that conclusion myself where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to outrun this, but (laughs) it's a bummer. It's a bummer. But I, I, you know, it is one of those things that you should be able to at least semi-consistently be able to figure out something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can hear the doubt in your voice (laughs) (laughs) um no like I think I think you're right um it's just I think the difficulty for me is having that just the the discipline to force myself to do a workout or to get up early enough to do a meditation even when I haven't really slept or slept well yeah no that that's that's the hard part like Absolutely. And it may be worth coming up with strategies sort of right now if you want to, ha- you know, it doesn't like I, like I was saying with the workouts, like it doesn't have to be like the full Monty. Like if you didn't sleep, if you slept like two hours last night, you're in a you're in a situation where you're like, I'm beat and today's going to suck. Like that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> But I really want to sleep tomorrow. And I don't know about you, but I get in like I get in cycles where if it's been too long that I've slept and I'm like so tired that I've been having to force myself to stay awake during the day, then it's actually becomes harder to sleep at night. If you have slept during the day, I'm sorry. No, if like, like, let's say I have, I'm real like, I didn't sleep well for like a couple of nights in a row. So I'm uh-huh. really tired. And so I'm like constantly during the day, sort of keeping myself vigilant because I need to, because I'm so groggy by the time it comes to like sleep time that night, I sometimes can't relax enough to fall asleep because my brain is in that monitoring, like stay awake, stay awake, stay awake. Cause it's been doing that all day. Yeah. So oh yeah. That, that definitely makes sense. Yeah. But does that happen to you at all? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like usually it'll happen halfway through the day at work, especially. And I'll finally get to this point where I'm like, okay, I'm awake and I am awake indefinitely <laughs> because I've just like monitored so much and forced myself to stay awake so much. Um, so yeah, I definitely know what you're talking about there. Yeah. So on those days, like those are the days where like you're, you're in a situation where if you don't like get the control of this, like it's just going to keep torturing you <laughs> until like a breaking point. Right. So yeah. Even if you can't do a full 20 minute minute meditation at 5 a.m., breaking away after work for 
five minutes or just doing some breathing exercises or just going for a short walk, like sort of compromising a little bit and being okay with that and just feel good in the fact that you're doing something to break the cycle. Okay. Yeah. You know, as opposed to feel like feeling like you need the motivation to just do something huge, like what's the one small thing you can do to put yourself on the back on the track of getting a good night's sleep tonight, like that's the the night coming up so that tomorrow doesn't just as bad. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think that feeling good about it part is what's difficult for me because like I get into this like, oh, why can't I just do what, what I have planned, like what I'm, what I was planning to do, but it's like too much for me. So then I feel bad about it. So figuring out how to feel good about it is probably like the difficult thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. I mean, because I I get what you're saying. Like, it's like when you feel like there's, it's not working and you really want to do, you know, you're frustrated. Like you're frustrated by the fact that this is like your situation and you want to just like plow through and do what you need to do because it's always going to be like this and it's frustrating and it sucks. But, you know, so it's easy to rationalize and like feel bad and do all that stuff. But like, Again, like I like we need to like shuffle your priorities so like this is number one always on top. Yeah, I I think I I really do. I need to. There needs to be a shift where, yeah, sleep needs to be the number one. And I think that it comes back to it being difficult because I don't I don't enjoy sleep as much because it's like hit or miss if I'm going to have like terrible nightmares or just not be able to get back to sleep when I wake up. And, um, so I, I I don't know. Do you have any tips for getting rid of nightmares, Daria? (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did. Oh man. Yeah. I'm I'm sure somebody does. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's something I've looked into and, it's sort of one of those things that comes and goes in my life. And I'm probably, I, I would be willing to bet that a big part of why it's happening right now is just because I have, I'm going through such a major life change and like, I just got married like four months ago. So, um, you know, that's a big, it's a huge thing. And yeah, I'm sure my mind is like trying to adjust. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, if you knew you could sleep and even if you had nightmares, is it worth it to sleep with the nightmares? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um, but I'm, actually, to wake up feel re- feeling rested. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I could convince myself of that. I think the difficult thing is it doesn't always feel worth it because, like, I'll wake up in the middle of the night from a nightmare and be in that sort of situation where I'm not sure if I'm awake or not. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Oh yeah. But it's super creepy. <laughs> like, am I still asleep? (laughs) Um, so I guess, yeah, if I could get to the point where like, regardless of whether or not I was having bad dreams that I woke up rested, I suppose, I suppose it would feel more worth it. Yeah. Cause it's debilitating right now. Yeah. And and like, it isn't a hundred percent of the time. Like I feel like when I get to the point where I'm so exhausted that then I sleep really well for a few nights, then I get sort of on this kick where like, I feel a lot better and that'll last for a couple weeks or a few weeks. And that's awesome. Um, but then it just starts over again when I get too exhausted. So 
Yeah, I mean, it's up to you. You know, I don't, I don't know what the answer is for the nightmares. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm not expecting you to know, but um. no, but it's, but it's, it, but it's like it's a problem because it, it's preventing you from wanting to do the one thing that can help you with like every other problem that you have. Right. Yeah. And so, if you're not motivated to prioritize your sleep, this is all just going to keep happening. Right. So we like there needs to be either a peace with the nightmare thing or like an acceptance of the nightmare thing or a solution to the nightmare thing. Right. Or or just continued misery. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which you know, it's like it sounds oh no, but like that's what you're picking. Yeah. And that's what we do. We pick the the thing that we keep do- that we've been doing. Okay. You know, and it's tough because you're not guaranteed a solution, right? Like you're not guaranteed the answer, but like without prioritizing your sleep, like you can't you can't move past it at all. Like you can't say I checked that box off. Right. Yeah. I've I've heard about like there's um this sort of method uh, that I've heard of people sort of taking a nightmare that they've had and then working through it and changing the narrative so that it's like not as terrible basically. Um, which I've, I've tried that a little bit and I think, I think it does help, um, to a certain extent. Maybe I just haven't done it enough to the point where it like brings me to a place of being at peace with the fact that I may or may not have (laughs) terrible, disturbing dreams. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like if I were you, I would be investigating. I would be like getting hypnotized. I would be like like learning. I'd become like the most amazing lucid dreamer. Like I'd just be doing all because it's such a big bottleneck for you. Right. I mean, it's because it's like like the sleep, the sleep thing alone, like just getting a good night's sleep, like with the meditation and the workouts and the caffeine and stuff. That's a difficult problem on its own. But if you're like reluctant to even address that problem because you're actually scared of sleeping, like that's a bigger problem. Yeah. Okay. Because that's your like, that's the, like the, the deepest motivation to like, it's going to push you through to make you succeed because it's going to get, it's going to be hard and you're going to fail a lot because this sort of thing is tough. Yeah. You know, so if you're not motivated to try again every day, you know, and, and like I said, like do the workout, even though you don't feel like it and, you know, all those things like that, the, where that motivation comes from is 100% belief that you're getting enough sleep is the most important thing for your entire life because you're going to be miserable. You're not going to eat well. You're not going to perform well. Everything's going to be worse. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like, I think a big reason why I haven't done a lot more investigation into it is sort of that fear that it's going to get worse before it gets better, <laughs> which is so unpleasant um, when it's sleep and it's, you know, it's just so not fun. Um, but I, I like, I think you're right. I think being able to place the priority on actually getting the hours of sleep in is, is important enough that like, even if it means having a few extra nights where I'm like having a disturbed sleep or like disturbing dreams that it'll be worth it in the long run. I have. Oh yeah. It's hard for me to imagine that not being worth it in the long run. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it is. I know it is. Um, I guess it's just one of those things that in the moment it's like, Oh man, I don't want to experience that tonight. (laughs) Yeah. You want a good night's sleep. Yeah. (laughs) 
You could start running marathons. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll do that. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's it's a really tricky problem. And, and for other people listening who have sleep issues, I, you know, this is an extreme example um, where, you know, you're very reluctant to prioritize the important thing. And that important thing, that sleep is like such a foundational thing, you know, like not getting enough sleep. It's, it's up there with hunger. Like this is a problem I have often with um, people who have a dieting history, like they'll be hungry all the time. And so they can't make good decisions if they're hungry and they don't understand that. And it's really hard to prioritize not being hungry when they're trying to not eat. (laughs) So it's a, it's, it's a similar sort of issue because there's a reluctance to do the thing that the only thing that'll help. Yeah. I definitely identify with that. It's, it is such a strange place to be in where like, I know that this is the thing that's going to help, but like, (laughs) I don't want to do it. And I, I feel like I'm definitely in a minority here because everybody I talked to was like, you don't like to sleep. Like you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, I definitely identify with that sort of reluctant, um, to approach the most important thing. (laughs) If I hadn't discovered like summer tomato and food is like, I don't think I ever would have come to the realization that this is like a really big deal (laughs) and like something that's really holding me back because it's sort of something I always just sort of imagined that I would live with forever. And I just had to work around it. Um, so thank you (laughs) for that. Absolutely. And, and, and that's, that's awesome. And that is sort of the important lesson here is that, you know, if you don't have the basics, like everything else is so, it's, I mean, it like impossible is probably not the, not the right word, but it's pretty close to the right word. <laughs> yeah. It just, I mean, like there's, there's just, you just have such a, the odds are just so not in your favor, you know? And I know that like, and it sounds like all that stuff, the other stuff is really important to you you know, cooking and eating well and feeling good and taking care of yourself. So, you know, it it really is foundational and, and it's my pleasure to reinforce that whenever I can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, I really appreciate it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, good luck and keep me posted. And if you find a solution to chronic nightmares, please come (laughs) share it with me. Okay. Yes. I know all the hordes of people out there clamoring to find the solution. (laughs) Yeah. And and, and actually, if anyone listening has a solution or have dealt with this, like, please go to Summer Tomato and leave comments. Like we would love to get any insights. I'm like, like you are definitely not the first human to deal with this problem. And there's an internet. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's awesome. I'm sure that like somebody has something that has worked for them and, and we can go from there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Chrissy. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Daria. Thanks for listening to the Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. 
You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.